Welcome to the Habits of Success podcast, where we talk about different habits and how you can use them to change your life. My name is Ian Warner, and I'm your host. And today, we're going to be talking about the six differences between my rich friends and my poor friends. Now, I will say this disclaimer. I've talked about this before. In a, I had an email I sent out once that talked about this. And um, I got labeled as an ism. Uh, no, not an ism. No, I got labeled as an ist. Uh, someone made sure to tell me that I was classist. Uh, mind you, having no idea about my upbringing. Um, I think one thing that's very unique about the way I was raised is I was never just around. Like I feel like most people really have like they're around one class their whole life like at least as a child right like if their parents either they are living in the suburbs their parents try to do everything they can to keep them around people who are from the suburbs whereas for me my when i was 10 my parents moved to the suburbs uh in toronto so then i got around like wealthier people but at the same time i still played football still ran track i still actually went to school so i i drove quite pretty far to get to school every day and took the bus and so I was around a lot of poverty as well I had a lot of friends who were in poverty and uh, I always just paid attention I just observed I would literally just watch people and watch how their families operated and and things that I saw things I heard them say and I started coming to conclusions and realizing oh wow like there are some habits there are some things you can do consistently that seem to make you wealthy but then it really got crazier when I got to Iowa State because when I got to Iowa State then I actually started meeting like some rich rich people um I came I became pretty good friends with a donor there um who donated the athletic program um and you know to this day I still know him and I started giving different mentors who had a lot of money and I just would ask questions and I was trying to figure out like what are you doing that other people aren't and so these are some of the conclusions I came to if it makes you mad it makes you mad um but I don't know it doesn't mean it's any less true so um this is an attack on anybody's character like I'm just talking strictly like financially like you can still have no money and still be joyful you can still have no money and have a lot of other things so I'm not saying that this is the all you know this is everything in life you know you can be poor have a great family and whatnot so just take that in but the first thing was poor people drift and rich people have a vision um this is probably one of the biggest ones it's like whenever I was around wealthier people they always had like a vision for their life and they knew for a while what what they wanted their life to look like and they were always building towards that vision and even if things didn't go directly to plan they still had that vision and they knew the general direction they wanted to go whereas poor people tended to drift like there was no reason for anything they went to school every day and it's like well why are you doing this why are you taking this class i didn't know they just did it and they weren't working towards anything it's like it was almost like life was always happening just because someone told them that they should do this. Well, I'm going to school because someone told me that I, I, I should. I'm getting a job because someone told me I should. I'm taking this job because I don't know what else to do. Like, there was never a direct, I'm doing this because I want this job because I'm going to do this for a while and it's going to work towards helping me to learn this skill so I can do something else. Um, the other thing was, um, so number two, I would say, uh, rich people would know their strengths and talents and a lot of poor people felt like they didn't even have any gifts and like that and 
and, and, and I blame a lot of things for this, and but I think sometimes your gifts need to, you need the help of other people to help you identify those gifts. Like for me, that's how I felt about running. Other people really saw that in me and were able to pull that out and cultivate it. Um, but, you know, if, if you don't think you have any gifts, you don't have like that foundational thing to like kind of build your life on, that thing to say, well, I have this, I know I'm better uh, than most people at this thing, so uh, I'm gonna work at this area. Whereas, like, when I when I was around my rich friends, they always knew what they were really good at. Like, a lot of them were really good salesmen, for example. So because of that, they were always selling. And they knew what they didn't know. So they would hire out and bring people in uh, to help them with the areas where they were not good. So, like, one of my mentors, he knew he wasn't good at technology, for example. That was why he brought me in. He needed help with just, like, some small things. And uh, I would help him out with those things. And... Uh, like I don't, I don't know kind of in return I would get to learn a lot of what I'm talking about right now number three uh, fixed mindset versus growth mindset so rich people always had a growth mindset whereas thick were poor people I always felt so I, I would see this a lot in school actually and um, when I would be around f friends who are in poverty they always felt like everything was just like set meaning if they went to class and they did bad at something. It was like, yep, I'm just always going to be bad. If they played a sport and they're really good, they just felt like I'll always be good. I don't have to work at it. Like everything was just at a fixed place. Like this is how God set everything and nothing's going to ever change. Whereas when I was around growth, people with a growth mindset, they always were getting better and they actually were able to take themselves from being poor to being rich. And that's what's crazy is like I would see kids who were like, well, this is how something is right now, but I'm going to work, I'm going to study, I'm going to learn, I'm going to keep applying myself to this area, and over time, I think I can get better at it. And you also saw this in how people dealt with challenges. I think this is the biggest one. When it came to the fixed mindset, I would see people who, would even start a business, for example, as soon as they ran into a challenge, they'd quit, they'd fold in front of it. Like, they just could not believe that they could fight their way through it. And this goes for a whole bunch of problems in life. And the same, the opposite was true for the growth mindset. It's like when they would face problems, they would see the problem as not, it wouldn't be seen as that big of a deal. It's like, hey, I can get through this. I can keep fighting through this. Like, this is not going to be an issue. And eventually, over time, they would plow through it. And when you think about that in terms of starting a business, you need to have that because there's always going to be problems. There's always going to be something in your way or something that you didn't see coming. And you got to be able to keep moving forward. Number four is a consumer versus a creator so when i think about a lot of like poverty that i grew up around right people always had and, and I, I would even say that this is especially true in the black community like people always had nicest shoes the nicest designer brands like they just were spending money spending money like they always had stuff it wasn't like they were coming to school or um i would like see their families and it would be like you guys just have nothing like no and this is especially true in north america i would say i would be around them they were driving like decent cars and they had like they had stuff and what i realized is that when i got it when i started getting around more wealthy people like later on in life i started realizing all they want to do is create opportunities they want to create stuff they want to create stuff that people want and it's going to make them wealthier um and Whereas on the poor side, it was more so just about, I want to get as much money as I can so I can buy as much things as I can. And it was just like, as soon as a dollar would come in, the dollar would go out. Dollar comes in, dollar goes out. Whereas the wealthy, they were like, well, I don't want the dollar to go out. I want to take the dollar and put it in my bank, or I'm going to take that dollar and invest it into a business or a stock or something that can make more money. 
and so that that dollar keeps working for me um, in the long run where I have a passive income where I can go on vacation all the time and there was a plan to create so that dollar that dollar could expand number five um, I think a lot of times within when I was around poor people it was like the, the blame would, would be placed on others and when I was when I got around more rich people um there was more ownership. Now, I think everyone has the ability to do both of these, like, right? Like, there's no doubt about it. But in general, I would say uh, I saw more blame on the poor side. And what it did was, even when the excuses and were, were valid, right? It was like something, it was, it was a valid reason, about something that really did happen to them. The problem is with blame, I started to realize is that as soon as you start blaming other people, you can't, you have, you have no control anymore. So if I get mad and I say, well, my podcast doesn't do well because the people who listen to it suck and they won't review my stuff and they won't buy my stuff, right? Let's say I said that. Here's the problem. I can't do anything to control whoever's listening to this right now. I have zero control over that. None. None. There's literally nothing I can do. If you don't want to review this app on on a, on, on a, the Apple store, on, on Apple podcast, I can't do anything about that. But what I can do is do everything I can to get better what i can do is keep making good content um and and hope you keep coming back and keep hearing that message and eventually you're like ah you know what man i'm gonna go write a review for this guy you just feel bad for me or something i don't know but the, the point i'm making is is that when i started getting around rich people i actually thought it would be the other way i thought they would blame people even more because they're rich they can just say well this is this guy's fault i'm firing him this is that guy's fault but what i saw was the opposite they started looking at themselves and being like what did i do wrong in this situation how did i get here and and they, they looked in the mirror a lot more and what that did was it kept giving them control because if they looked at their business and said, well, this failed because of me, then they would make the change that they needed to make to make sure that other people in the business made the changes that they need to make. And then the last one I would say is um, just the ability to stick with one thing. Uh, what I saw when I was around um, some of my friends who... who who still to this day haven't really figured it out. It's um, a lot of jumping around. You're always doing something different, like always changing, 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 changing. And I will be completely honest with you, my, my early adulthood, this is one of the biggest reasons that I went broke. I went broke because I could not stick with one thing. Like when I thought about my track career, I was like, Ian, you started running track when you were seven, you made the Olympics when you were 22. You stuck with one thing every single day, just kept at it, working at it, working at it, working at it. Why would you expect that you could just start on something else and just out of the blue, like figure it out in six months. Doesn't happen. And when I started getting around people who were, who were killing the game, they just stuck with they just stuck with things. They stuck it out. They 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 knew when they started something that they're gonna put at least ten years of their life into it. And that was that. So when the the, the things got really hard and they were in like the lowest of lowest, they said, Hey, no, I got I got a lot of time left at this. And they kept working on it. And what happens is when you stick with one thing. And I'm seeing this now as a digital marketer. There is so much cumulative knowledge that you end up building. And cumulative knowledge is like, it's so hard to like kind of put your finger on. But it's like, you've just been doing something for so long that you have all of this experience and knowledge that when you when you try to explain stuff to somebody else, you, you can't even like go back to some of the basic stuff because you've just been doing it for so long like that's how you know it's like think about someone who's just been like killing the game in math for so long i had a math tutor like this when i was in college this guy tried to tutor me but he was such a vet in math that 
he couldn't even go back to the basics. Like he couldn't even remember. Like he was like that stuff was so second nature to him. It was just his habit to be like, up. Oh, I just know how to do this stuff. And it, the same is true for what whatever you want to work on. Like you need that cumulative knowledge that those years of experience where you've just been doing it and it's just back there and you just know what to do you know how to react to certain situations and it just becomes second nature and that's like when you watch sports right that's a big thing it's like watch a, a defender in football they just know where to go like they've just been doing it so long they've been playing since they're a little kid they just know what to do a lot of times like it's just instinct like oh if they see somebody do this their instinct is to do that and to, to make us a certain player to do a certain thing and it's hard to succeed without that so I'll, I'll review again just the, the six items on the rich side. So, you know, having a vision plan, um, knowing your strengths and talent, having a growth mindset, uh, being a creator over a consumer, um, owning it, and then sticking with one thing. Um, and again, if, you know, if you go through that list and you're like, man, this guy's super classist, then, you know, it is what it is. Like, let's be honest, I don't really care that much, but um, it's like when you observe and just sit there and you just watch people um, and you watch how things play out for people and you ask questions, you learn truth and you learn things that, um, like, I'm not saying that there's never another reason that somebody can be poor, but in general, there's some big differences that if you can move more to having a vision, you can know what your strengths are and cultivate those strengths. You can think that you can always get better and you can work at things. You learn to create stuff and instead of just consuming, you try and save your money and, and invest your money. Uh, you, you stop, you just get rid of blaming altogether. You put it all on you and then you just start sticking with things. Your life's going to, it's going to get better. But if you hear this and you go, no, like this is nonsense and you just stick to all the stuff on the poor side, you can't, you can't be surprised when your life doesn't improve the way you want it to. So anyways, what you can do if you don't believe me, go and look at people in your life, find people in your life, hang around them, see if you notice some of the same things. And maybe you'll notice different stuff, and that's fine, too. If you notice different things that you think are better than this list, then go for it. But the point is, um, I think there's a lot that can be learned just from listening and, and observing the people who are around you.